0: Shalom, and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Good morning, everyone, to those who are in Pilch Hall. Hello to those joining on Zoom. Good morning, those listening on or uh, watching on Facebook Live, and hello to anyone who's experiencing this in the Temple Beth Am podcast. We're a few weeks into this uh, new Pilch Hall, uh and we still have not yet uh uh perfectly solved uh the lovely aesthetics of these glass uh doors per, um being too sound permeable. So uh think of it as a spiritual challenge, right? It's 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 an easy thing to meditate when you're in a sound chamber. It's a harder thing. Uh and I'm saying this only somewhat tug-in-cheek to really push to the periphery sounds that are right there. Um because think of how powerful it is if you can claim almost any spot as a spot of intentionality, as a spot of sanctity. It's harder, um, but maybe it actually ends up being richer. And we're trying to fix it. Um, so I, I just wanted to give that caveat. Um, certain parashot have their most off quoted verses, and Truma is one of them. God's instruction to the Jewish people, to the Israelites, to make me a mikdash, to make me a sanctified place, a temple. Although the word mikdash in that verse probably doesn't refer to the Beit Hamikdash to be built in Jerusalem, but the Mishkan, the dwelling place, the temporary dwelling place in the desert. And then the wonderfully unexpected, except that we're so used to it by now, um, grammatical shift at the end of the verse. Shachanti betocham. It doesn't say build me a mikdash and I will dwell in it, which is what you would expect. It's build me a mikdash and I will dwell in them. Who's the them? The people, right? Since if, if we know the verse, it, it, it we don't necessarily pause to think about how interesting a shift that is. And I want to say a word about that and then meditate on it. There is a spatial paradox going on here. The instruction in the desert was to build a single place, so that God can be experienced in all places to build an address so that the spiritual life does not need an address. And that's really a delicious um, thing to ponder. You do need a home base so that your community and your religious experience is not completely diffuse. But the purpose of the home base is so that you don't need the home base. Right? And think about that in terms of, you know, the work of a synagogue. We love it when the synagogue is filled and people are here and praying and studying and learning. But on some level, one of the purposes of a synagogue like ours is to make it so that you don't need a, the synagogue. I don't really mean that because I think, of course, we need the synagogue and we love sh- sharing these moments together. But what, what, what's my real goal as a rabbi for when I'm not seeing you and when you're not in shul, when you're not like under the, our direct leadership, you have a pulsing spiritual life. You have a prayer life. You have. A learning life. Your Jewish life is alive and vibrant because we exist, but not reliant on our existing in that moment. I think all of that is built into Basuli Mikdash. The community needs a spot the so that the people who occasionally come to that spot can experience me in all spots. Okay. So that's going to be the um, inspiration for this meditation, one that I I really need, really need this moment, which is perilous because as we've discussed many times, the more you need a specific meditation, the less likely it is to satisfy. I can't really rely on its utilitarian impact, but we can hope. I invite you to close your eyes. I invite you to think about how incredibly echoingly loud a piece of furniture being rolled across the floor across the other side of this wall can sound and think about that volume and then just send it away and use mind not just decibels to create a cocoon of quiet tranquility. Use your mind to soundproof. Creating a thickening layer, a thick membrane between everything out there and everything in here. if you haven't already, place your feet flat on the ground in front of you. Place your hands on your legs, either palms up or palms down. And begin to give in to a delightful sagging. Letting all of the muscles and the tissues of your body be where they need to be. Without your working very hard. Don't hold anything up. Don't hold anything in. Let your body's exquisite shape enjoy being that shape. Putting almost all of the stress of your posture on your spine long dignified line from your tailbone through the crown of your head, a strong stalk off of which your limbs and your skin and the bottoms of your earlobes and your eyelids and your jaw just hang. As you try to enter into mostly thoughtlessness, it's very hard for human beings to do. We think and then we think about thinking. It's hard to craft even a few seconds without a thought. If you feel a thought or you notice a thought coming into your mind, imagine it is encased in a helium balloon Hold on to the string, look at it, and release it. Before you know it, there will be another one that you're holding. Look at it and release it. And see if you can widen the treasure of thoughtless moments between those moments of acknowledging and releasing that balloon as you deepen into this meditative and mindful place. And as you try to clear the mind, I invite you to focus the mind on the paradox of spiritual space. Build me a spot on earth so I can be experienced in all spots on earth. Come to this important place so that this place becomes less important. Make a GPS location of sanctity so that your experience of sanctity can transcend all locations. Your challenge for this meditation is to identify who and how you are here in this building, in this mikdash, in intentional Sacred spaces? And how do you extend that to all other spaces? How is your life in Mikdash connected to making Mikdash out of all life? How do you hold yourself in Mikdash? What do you expect of yourself? What is your way of being when you are in Mikdash? And how familiar is that way of being to who you are when you step out of it? Can you widen? Can you narrow the gap between the two selves the self in holy space and the self that strives to be holy in all spaces. The Asuli Mikdash the Shakhanti Bitokham. I'm going to meet them there in that space so that they don't need to be in that space in order to meet me and to live with me. When you're ready, you can come back to this space. I'll share the meditation prayer on the screen. I could say it three times together. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. Wish you all a shalom and a Shabbat shalom and a namaste. See you all soon.